0: where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora.
1: Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Two Eye Chicks in China. That's right. We're here to answer all of your
0: questions about what it's like living in China.
1: Yep. And this week we have uh, a voice message from Joy. Uh, Joy is from Tennessee. Uh, so let's listen to his message and see if we can answer his question.
0: Hi Holly and Nora, love the show. My question I have for y'all is, uh, we're, we're planning a trip to China, and we have always
1: talked about it, but not done it, kind of nervous. Uh, where are some good places to go for tours, besides seeing things? We don't do business. Just always wondering what is some good place in China to visit. Which cities should we focus on, and what places to to visit?
0: And about how much money is this all going to cost us? Thanks in advance,
1: Joey. Well, thanks for the thanks for the question, Joey. Love the accent, by yeah, the way. <laughs> that's really nice. Uh, and thank you. I'm I'm glad that you're enjoying the show. Um. Actually, I think this is a really good question, because um, for a lot of people in China, they'll be preparing to travel in Chinese New Year. Um, So I guess we can give you some places that uh, we would like to visit or have, have visited during Chinese New Year in the past.
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've had the opportunity to go to some really cool places in China, some that you may not expect. So hopefully, we can kind of give you a more insider view for what it's like to travel in China. Because sometimes it takes a little, it takes a few years. Like it's taken us a couple of years to really sniff out the more interesting places in China beyond the typical places like uh, Beijing and uh, Shanghai. So I think. Um, you shouldn't be nervous I guess I guess I wanted to say that first like you shouldn't be nervous traveling in China so Uh, maybe we should start with some of the more typical places that people visit in China some of the must-see places what do you think Holly what are some of the more common
1: um, sightseeing spots uh, well I think the top one has to be the Great Wall of China of course yep um, As seen from space. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I think I think most people who visit China, they, that's that's the that's what they want to see, um, and I have to I have to agree. It's a pretty awesome spectacle. It is impressive. And and actually, although most people go to the tourist, the the main touristy areas the the wall stretches so far you can actually if you're prepared to if you're willing to take you know you do something a little bit different you can go and experience the wall out of the city as well which i think is a is worthwhile doing and it's 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 not perfect and it's uh, That's kind of
0: charming though. Yeah, i
1: think so and people live out there and it's it's a bit wild and um I think it's that would. That's also a pretty, a pretty cool experience.
0: So the Great Wall of
1: China. Which city would they be
0: flying into if they want to see that? Uh, Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are some other places around Beijing if you're there. That's obviously it's the capital of China and it's got. Tons of history. It's just drenched in history. So I personally really enjoyed going to the Summer Palace, which is just this massive palace on a lake, um, which is it stretches quite a ways, and it's it's very ornate and beautiful and peaceful, though touristy. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, so it's quite nice. It's outside of Beijing, mm. so it's it's quite. Uh, it's it's a nice respite from bustling the bustling
1: capital city. Yeah, and there are lots of other places that you can visit in China that aren't and like right in the city. Um, Sanya, for example, that's known as the Chinese Hawaii, uh, and it has a tropical climate and beautiful beaches, and uh, uh, you can surf and sail and do all those. See activities?
0: Yeah, I think it really depends on what kind of traveling you're after. Mm. If you want to see the more typical places in China, um, Beijing, Shanghai, and Hong Kong are probably the three most iconic mm. cities in yeah. China. But today I think Holly and I will discuss a little bit more about the less talked about places. I think In general, Beijing is where you go for the cultural and the historical, Mm. uh, you know, um, sightseeing. Yeah. But if you want party and, you know, if you want to see some more modern China, uh, of course, Shanghai is also good. And then Hong Kong is great for shopping and it's just kind of a (laughs) crazy... I mean, mixed between cultures. So those three are always kind of the top of the list. So because they are on the top of the list, I think there's a lot of great resources already available online about those three cities. So Holly and I today wanted to talk a little bit more about our personal favorites. And Holly, you mentioned Sanya. So where is Sanya exactly? Uh,
1: Sanya is in, uh, it's in the south of Hainan. Ooh, and Hainan is an island, right? Yes, yes. Um, and it's a it's quite a popular tourist destination. But um, it's it's very it's very beautiful. Um, you know, clear clear seas and coral reefs. You can you can swim with with a lot of uh, sea life as well. Um, In, for, uh, I think tropical
0: fruits. are plentiful there. You can try a bunch of different fruits. I know here there are quite a variety of fruits that I had never seen before. We definitely don't have them in Wisconsin. (laughs) Like um, they have dragon fruit, snake fruit, mangosteen, Mm. durian, I don't know if you've ever heard of durian. (laughs) I like (laughs) it. It's my favorite fruit. I've learned to like it. It it (laughs) smells like feet. Uh, But it's really really rich in nutrients, and it's actually quite tasty once you get used to it But it's so pungent that a lot of hotels will have a sign like in Hainan Some of the hotels will say
1: no durian allowed because (laughs) it really smells. It's really got a strong smell Actually when I was visiting Singapore uh, Maybe a year or so ago. I actually saw similar signs to say no durian. (laughs) Yeah, I'm it, not surprised. The most disliked fruit. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man. It's it's good, though. Once you get used to it, I'm telling you, Holly. Yeah, I, it's good for your health. I, <laughs> I, I understand. But if you want to eat it, wear a peg on your nose first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started eating it just basically out of principle for the nutrients <laughs> of it, but I actually do like it now. It's, it's kind of like avocado
1: in a sense. So. It's an acquired... Can you turn it into jiri guacamole? <laughs> no, don't try mm, that. Yummy. So, <laughs> tropical
0: fruits, beaches, and <laughs> relaxing life is what you'll yes. find in Sanya, which is the southernmost point of Hainan Island, which is in southeast China. Mm. It's on the China Sea. So it's, it's the only true tropical place, I would say, in China... There are some subtropical places in Guangdong, but I think it's really the only, at least as far as I've found, mm. I've been there a couple times, and I really enjoyed myself every time. The, Hai, the Hainan dialect is really funny and hard to understand, so you gotta look for people who speak English because <laughs> um, it's, it's tricky to understand. But it, they're used to tourists, uh, actually a lot of Russian tourists will go there. Oh. So um, you'll see quite a few amenities as you would at other in other resort locations. Mm. So it's pretty comfortable to travel there. So what else, Holly? What do you recommend
1: um, that's off the beaten path? Off the beaten track. Well... Um. This is actually maybe another popular place. Uh, I hadn't heard of it before I came to China. It's called Guilin, and it's Mm. actually uh, the the scene from Guilin is is it on the back of a twenty RMB knot? Yeah, I think. I think so, and it's 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 very picturesque, uh, and it's very peaceful and zen and. That's another place. It's it's not you. It's not quite the same kind of. It's not a beach. It's a lake and fantastic landscapes and scenery. I th- it's zen and you relax. You, your your time to relax will be different to, say, Sanya, It's not. You know you won't be lying on a beach reading reading a book. You'll be you'll want to just like explore and kind. Of, you'll be in awe. I think. Um, if you go, if you get to visit Guilin. And Guilin is close to, where Where exactly is that? Guilin is in the uh, province of Guangxi. Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but how about you, Narod? Uh, can you uh, tell us about a place that you visited or you, you know, you would like to tell us about?
0: I would, I will. Please. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend highly to if you if you're curious more about the traditional elements of China and you want to see more authentic China you know most of the cities that people go to are coastal cities so those cities have been well traveled by foreigners for a long time so they have western influence stamped all over them so i would recommend traveling a little bit inland and checking out Chengdu. And Chengdu is in Sichuan province. If you ever heard of Sichuan chicken, Sichuan is Sichuan. So that's a, that's a style of cooking from that province. So Chengdu is a capital city of Sichuan province and it is quite unique in a lot of regards. For one, it's um, definitely has a, a slower pace of life than the coastal cities. It's relaxed. Between two o'clock and five o'clock, the streets are full of people playing mahjong and Chinese poker and Chinese chess. So it's really, it's really nice place to vacation. It's not quite as stressful, I think, as going to somewhere like Hong Kong, which is nonstop, completely yeah. nonstop. That sounds nice. And it also has some really scenic spots like there's a panda reserve. Yeah, Yeah, so you can see. You can even hold a baby panda, so you can get your picture taken nice. holding one. And you can see the little panda cubs playing around with each other. Depending on what time of year you go, they're in various stages of development. So you can see the little cubs, mm. which are really, really cute. Mm. And they have the very elusive and rare red pandas as well. Cool. In addition to the pandas, you can also check out the street food, which is my favorite. Normally I'm not crazy about Chinese street food because here in in Shenzhen it's not very common. It's, It's kind of... I guess they're a little bit more strict on the regulations for it, so you see a few stands here and there. But in Chengdu, it's everywhere, and it's actually quite clean and quite delicious, and it's really convenient, and they have so many different types. And I would actually just eat my way through the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Although hot pot in Sichuan is also really good, but you have to like spicy food. And what's called mala, which is (sighs) not only spicy, but it also numbs your whole (laughs) tongue. So that's kind of the staple of Sichuan is the the Sichuan pepper it's called yeah.
1: so have you have you tried that before I th- yeah I think so and if you go to the restaurant don't they give you the t- the cans of the red it's tea it's in a red can I can never remember the name of it
0: oh yeah and that's oh. to like
1: calm the the heat right is that right
0: yeah, Wang Lao Ji, oh, I think. It yeah, yeah, was yeah. Wang Lao Ji, I forget. But yeah, they have the, the red tea. That <laughs> I remember actually my first experience in China was in Chengdu because I landed straight in Chengdu. And I remember eating... Sichuan hot pot and being very surprised at the spice. I like spicy food, but it was really spicy (laughs) and The numbing was surprising that your your mouth goes numb your tongue goes numb and it's kind of a strange Mm. Sensation so I remember that very very clearly (laughs) so the food I would check out in Chengdu and the Pandas (laughs) and then there's also a really beautiful place called Jojai go and we'll put some notes in the show notes, to so you guys can use that as yep, a reference. Definitely. Um, and Go is a series of clay pools, which um, are uh, situated on various altitudes, and the colors of the pools correspond to the minerals that are in the in the clay, and so they're they're vibrant colors. So you have blues and reds, and it's it's really breathtaking to see pictures of that and to see it in real life. So I'd highly recommend Chengdu
1: as a really interesting place. That sounds that sounds lovely. Um, actually I just to Yeah, continue along the same lines. I've heard a lot of people uh, who take trips to China who do like organize like package deals and um, I don't know if many of them have had great experiences with these things because some of the like Agencies tend to take them to places that might not be so interesting, so, so I would really suggest doing some research and, and finding out what you want to do. Um, or, um, there is another option, um, Nora and I would like to offer a service. Um, Nora, maybe you can tell everyone a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, well it's kind of a new idea. We were thinking based off of this question that some of you out there would be curious about coming to China and would want a more personalized, because you know it's a huge country. It's like, when people ask where should I go in the US, mm-hmm. I try to think, I mean, what do you want, yeah. what exactly do you want to see? I mean, do you want to do nature, do you want to see the typical, I mean. Washington D.C. or the Grand Canyon or New York. I mean, what do you want to do? And China is this, is definitely the same. It's got, it's a ex- huge expanse of land. Yeah. So you have to really decide what kind of traveling that you want to do. So it's kind of difficult just to give you, to give you advice in general where to go. I mean, we really need to know what kind of interests you have. Yeah. So I was I was going to say I would really love to advise you, if you're curious about coming to China, you can go um, on our website and apply for a call mm. so we can chat one-on-one about some of the spots in China, like
1: maybe make a personalized travel itinerary yeah. for you. Yeah, we would, we would really like to do that. So if you're interested, you can go to... Uh, www. writtenchinese. services um, and you can uh, fill in some information and send us uh, send us a request, and we'll get back to you, and maybe we can help you plan your like ideal trip to China. We want you to love it here. Yeah. <laughs> well we here <laughs> we love it so yeah which one? brings us, us to the
0: final place i guess we can talk about today unless holly you have some other ones you wanted to mention oh no no no
1: let's 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 get to the good one i
0: think we can also put some links to various articles that we've written about different places in china oh, yeah. on the, our blog at writtenchinese.com. yep so that you can kind of peruse and get a general idea for some of the options so, um, we'll we'll do that in the show notes. Yeah. And um, other than that, I guess we really want to talk
1: about which city is it, Holly? Um. Uh, is it Shenzhen? Oh, it's definitely Shenzhen. <laughs> oh, the wonderful Shenzhen. If you could see our view right now, actually, we were facing these two huge buildings with, like, green diamonds on them, like, lit up because it's uh, it's it's evening right now, and it's, you know, it's pretty cool. I often feel very lucky to live in the city, actually.
0: Yeah, some of the views here from the high floors are mm-hmm. pretty spectacular. Yep. And what about Shenzhen is interesting to see, do you think?
1: Um uh well uh actually when i first came here a lot of people told me that this is not somewhere that tourists tend to tend to visit it's a lot a lot of business people but actually the longer i'm here the more the more things i've found to do and it's a shame that more more people aren't aware of this because we you see tourists here from time to time but not that many um, and we've got some we've got some cool theme parks if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, there's uh, one that's pretty crazy. It's called Window of the World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a. So what is that? It's um it's basically a miniature version of the world, and you can walk, <laughs> walk. It sounds crazy, but it's basically like being in Legoland, but the like a world version. It's really cool actually. But they have this huge Eiffel Tower. And I, can you can you go can you go up the in the Eiffel Tower perhaps? I don't know. I've oh, been to f- the Splendid China, oh yeah, game that's park, but it, not to it? Window
0: of the World. Window of the World is basically a miniaturized version mm-hmm. of every famous landmark yeah. in the world. So the Taj Mahal, mm-hmm. the pyramids at Giza, yep. the Eiffel Tower. I mean, basically any major tourist destination mm-hmm. in the world they're representing it there in a miniaturized version they're not that small though no. but they're to scale and so you can kind of walk around the park and get pictures with everywhere on Earth, basically, (laughs) so you can see the world in a day, and that's kind of the concept to that. And then next door to that, they also have Splendid China, Mm. which is the same concept, but with China. So if you're only going to go one place in China, might as well go (laughs) to Shenzhen, because then you can see miniaturized versions of the Wall, of Guilin, of Yangtze River, of all Mm. these, the famous places in China, you can see them all in one day. (laughs) Yeah, which is... It's kitsch, but it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) and also shenzhen is it's quite comfortable to travel and it's quite spacious and it's not crowded and it's it's quite modern so it's it's a good place to go if you don't want to deal with a crazy with the crazy traffic
1: and pollution and whatnot it's quite it's quite clean and it's comfortable it's, it's green actually it's surprising how many like green areas we have especially like uh in uh there are two districts that i would say are the greenest like uh, nanshan and Futian, and there are lots of parks most of them Massive are, parks. most of them man made but um actually you can go into the park and spend hours and hours and you realize you've actually only seen like a th- like a fifth of the park mm-hmm. um yeah the, yeah, the one by my house i'm still yeah, discovering little team, yeah
0: Portions of it that I didn't know existed and yeah. I've been living there for three years. So. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm not that good of an explorer. But <laughs> <laughs> it's massive. need a map. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give you kind of a wrap up because I know it's a lot of information and it is, it is definitely hard to narrow it down when you say... I know, Joey, you said you wanted to know where are the key points you should go, but we need a little bit more information, I think, to give you a more specific travel itinerary and also in terms of the cost. Mm -hmm. I can give you a couple price points. Shenzhen is one of the most expensive cities in China. To take a taxi for, let's say, 15 minutes, it costs about 30 yuan, which is roughly 5 dollars. Mm. So, getting around by a taxi is quite inexpensive. Yeah. The metro cost 2 yuan. <laughs> yeah, which is it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, which is very very low. I don't even know what that would be like 25 cents.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, 30 cents. cents. Yeah.
0: Probably. Something like that. And it'll take you all over the city. For dinner, if you want to go somewhere local, you can eat for between 30 and 50 yuan. Yes. So it's under $10. And uh, for lodging, it also depends on what kind of accommodation you're looking for. There are hostels here. So I think those will run you between $15 and $25 per night. Otherwise, you can go up to more expensive, you know, we have four-star hotels here. As well so it really depends on if you want to stick to a strict budget Mm -hmm. or
1: if you want to have a have a more luxurious stay yeah yeah Nora said at the beginning of the podcast that you shouldn't be afraid to come here okay you might not speak any Chinese but there are you know there are you learn to be resourceful yeah 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 and they accommodate for foreign people they know that like Chinese people have accommodated very well, uh, and the hotels are really nice. By the mm-hmm. way, <laughs>
0: yeah, basically, you if as long as you're staying somewhere where they can speak English, they can just write out all the instructions for you. They can write out wherever you need to go. You can show that to the taxi driver. The taxi drivers are really quite. Um, they don't really rip you off in the no, same sense as they would do. So. Like I remember when I was traveling in other places of the world that you had to be really wary of the yeah. cab drivers, but it's it's really not like that here. No. They're quite, I mean relatively speaking, quite honest. You don't have to worry about them taking you mm-hmm. all around the whole town just to run up the fare. So yeah. that's that's a really nice aspect of it.
1: Yeah, and you know in Shenzhen, you're right next to Hong Kong. You can cross the border in like half an hour, mm. and you can take a ferry to Macau. I actually, um, we should have mentioned Macau. Yeah, Macau is pretty. A, it is a pretty cool place. It's got people like people don't
0: really think about Macau. No, they don't. But it's, it's really interesting. It's, it was so. a Portuguese colony, mm. so it's got this kind of like Portuguese colonial mm. infrastructure yeah. mashed between massive casinos, casinos.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the
0: Asian flair to it. Yeah, so it's yeah I mean I really that 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 can easily be a day trip from Shenzhen you can definitely. see quite a bit of Macau and yeah. then if you want to stay to gamble a bit you can always do that as well which we've definitely done
1: yeah. before well I, I think we should probably wrap it up
0: actually so in a nutshell <laughs> history in Beijing partying in Shanghai yeah. scenery in Guilin yeah shopping. culture shopping in Hong Kong <laughs> yeah Culture in Chengdu Mm. and beaches in Sanya. So that's, in a nutshell, that's basically the points that you want to start considering. You have to decide what you want to do. But that's what we recommend having, living here for several years. Yep, definitely. So hopefully that's interesting to you. And we are looking forward to some of the other questions. Yeah. So please send us a voicemail. Uh, You can send us one at writtenchinese.com slash podcast.
1: Yep. And we are looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah, you don't have to send us a voicemail message. You can also just write a comment. write a comment if you if you don't feel like you want us to hear your voice. But we really do. Like it's been really we've heard from Chris and now Joy, and it's really nice to hear like your questions. We want to know you're not a robot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well. Thank, thank you all for listening, and uh, we hope you tune in next next week for another episode of uh, Two White Chicks in China. And finally, thanks again to our sponsor, WrittenChinese.com,
0: for letting us do this. We're having a great time, <laughs> and we look forward to the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Bye.